2: We have a private Discord server full of everything from Sex Panther's college basketball plays to Arch's CSGO winners. Click on the Patreon link in the podcast description and join us for complete and total degeneracy.
0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy. You
2: remember the one
3: time that we got approached to uh, hawk dick pills? Were you going to run that by my agent? I can't imagine I would have been okay (laughs) with that. This should be about me, the opening Panther, not you.
4: I think if you just 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 turned it loose, you'd probably have more success. I mean, there there is no one better in the world than me, the Marlins, at anything. Well, once again, it's my daily Am uh, I Betting the Marlins, and yeah, I am today. I quasi-believe that some sportsbooks do a long con on teams. Dan Cruel, Man Cruel. I have no idea what happened there. Yeah, something like this happens, and he comes screaming out of the dugout, Earl Weaver style.
3: <laughs> finally, finally, it's
4: about me! <laughs> <sighs> it's, it's all about me, really. It's recorded, it's right there. Man, they're being a verb.
3: Amazing this happened. Amazing this happened, when you when you listen to this, you're gonna like you're gonna be in awe of the cadence. I mean it really you went full like rosy robot Eminem there. It was amazing. It's
4: one of the best ones in history. Rap. It was awesome. Never let get in shells. Cool. I love that shit. I absolutely do. Love Rosie Robot. We're doing it again. Fuck it. We're doing it again. Absolute fucking uh, bend over. They, they mess with you I, in boot camp, man. You come up with a fucking female with snakes coming out of it. it wasn't anything that was too uh, tempting out there. Future World Series champion Orioles. I've never felt more backstabbed in my life there's a lot of different areas we can go into i mean what kind of sick world do we live in the white castle and hardy's just keep losing to burger king and mcdonald's this is this wrong path we took as humanity this is the death rattle how big was it nine inches
2: S- super small did not talk nearly enough about me though Howdy, homies, and welcome to the Sunday edition of the Absolute Sports Bad and Generacy Podcast. My name is Saxie Maxie. Today, I am joined by a stud. This is a man who is used to being in the three-hole, but today, he is in the two-hole. Because there is no three-hole. It is Sex Panther. Panther, how are you doing this Sunday morning?
1: Oh, God. Tired, exhausted, but, you know, we're in the middle of a stupid yard sale for the weekend. Made Uh. some decent money yesterday. But listen, it's Sunday morning. With Saxy Maxi, you get your favorite DJ. I mean, I couldn't sleep. I woke up. I'm like, I gotta get up and start working on my material, get my stuff ready, because uh, it's you know it's the Saxy and Panther show. Like, I, how could I not be excited?
2: Exactly, exactly. We're always super hyped on these Sunday mornings. just to melt some face together. Now, I love hearing about this yard sale Panther, and in fact, I I enjoy yard sales very much myself. Now. Uh, as Arch mentioned, this is just a ploy. Uh, it seems like that the sex kitten is using to try and get you to get rid of some of your stuff. Now, that might be part of the issue here. What what things have you gotten rid of? Is there anything that you really don't want to get rid of that you've just had to let go through this yard sale and 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 just you know cut bait on?
1: Man, you're 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 really kind of I'm I'm being exposed here. I feel like because. Oh, no. uh, yeah. Okay. So as everybody knows, Sex Panther came from the movie Anchorman. I'm a bit of a cologne whore. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've tried to move a few of my colognes because let, let's be honest, I've got more cologne than I can wear in three lifetimes. <laughs> I have quite the buffet of, of colognes. So wow, we're
2: thinning that down a little bit. Okay wow so so actually uh this is this is uh like the sex panther mating spray for for real is is on sale from sex panther himself in fort wayne indiana is this hey, if you wanna is, get is your this? own sex kitten, you need to come get this cologne yes for real this is insane sex panther so i mean you you're literally giving out the secret sauce right now how do you how do you feel knowing that there may be so many uh you know casanovas that are now taking your place or you know uh running out of the streets and are you maybe kind of thinking that uh be more discerning with who you would sell your cologne to like for instance you know maybe maybe you see a younger person who needs a little bit of help they don't look like they're doing everything right. Perhaps they could use that cologne more than someone else.
1: Man, you wouldn't believe it. Like, so around here, I'm kind of, um I'm almost kind of like, the, the, the kids call me the squad father. Like, the kids are the <coughs> squad, and they call me the squad father. But, uh, I mean, these kids have come to me, like, for their proms and different things. I, I've had to help them tie ties, you know, to just kind of get them all perked up. But they come for prom night. They're like, hey, Panther, <laughs> Can I, can I get some of your cologne like they want to smell good for the night because they know who's got the secret sauce so um, here's the thing I' I'm getting to the point in my life where th- these colognes are gonna outlive me so it's just we have to find it's like it's like a puppy you know you just gotta find them a good home to go to uh, because I'm not gonna be around forever I kept the ones that I wear that I'm gonna keep these I went through my my cologne stash and I'm like man I don't need, I haven't worn this in three years it's got to go. <laughs>
2: Wow. Wow. I, I can't imagine the brands, the colors, the, uh, the true, uh, actual Brian Fantana style, um, you know, cologne uh, shelf that you have. Do you, where do you store all these colognes in your household? Do you have like a wardrobe specific for this? Like, um, I'm trying to think like a, some kind of glass display of some sort that is uh, spinning around, you know, that kind of a thing, lazy Susan. So you can get to all of the shit.
1: Nothing like that. But uh, so, so many years ago I bought an entire bedroom outfit and then the dresser has the full size mirror and then it's got two little mirrors on, on either side. Well, those two little, those two mirrors um, behind them are storage places. So uh, all the colognes fit on one side in, in behind those mirrors, which is great because you're supposed to keep them, you know, cool, dark places. The sun is really bad for cologne. You don't want your colognes exposed to a, uh, outside elements, the sun, light, anything like that. You want to keep them dark, want to keep them cool, and they'll last a really long time.
2: See now, and now we're learning uh, cologne care tips. What 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 are some other cologne wearing tips you have for our audience, Panther? Because clearly, this is—I mean, this is your wheelhouse. And I mean, I don't know. What's—is it—is it it, you have to change it up? Is it only like one spray? Do you do you have like a, a hard and fast rule with your colognes?
1: Um, I don't know if I'd call it a rule. I just kind Of found into it fell into a rut where I just uh I kind of do the same thing. I, I've got some colognes, they're just like every day going to work, you know. You didn't you didn't drop a lot of money on them, but um we, we, I've got my I call them my suit and tie, right? Wedding and funeral colognes they're about okay. the only time they ever come out is if I'm gonna go, you know, to a party that Saxie is playing at because we just had a wedding reception or something. Uh that's my top shelf, right? You get i see getting up there and that stuff, but uh you know, a, a spray on the wrist. You gotta, you know, make the arms smell good, the neck, the chest. And if you're with a lady or you know you're going to be, you know, there's going to be a little fun time after, after the <laughs> night. You might just play a little bit below that belly button and you're, you're taken care of.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay. And now I I just I have more questions than I have. Like, uh, I, I think I'm <laughs> learning so much right now through this Panther. What what makes a funeral cologne? Um. <sighs>
1: Really, it's not much different than a wedding <laughs> cologne. It's just really more of a, you're, you're dressed up, right? I You're in a tie, you're in a okay. jacket, you're, you're okay. dressed up. Like, it's it's a formal occasion. So, job interviews, weddings, funerals, uh, anytime that you're, yeah. you're, you know, business meetings. Obviously, as a truck driver, I don't have a lot of suit and tie occasions. Um, so, th- that's kind of, there's just certain smells you just smell it and you're like oh right. this is where i would wear this
2: exactly okay i, then, I that.
1: that's that's kind of where it comes from like th- those kind of colognes i couldn't wear every day it probably drive me nuts to wear them every day
2: oh i hear that i hear that now okay wait so i'm also i'm, I'm getting the vibe that you're wearing cologne when you go to work uh, in the truck right absolutely okay so and and you, when you're in this line of work I mean, how many, it, it's important to smell good all the time, but do, do you potentially worry you may be attracting the wrong crowd by pulling up to some of these, you know, these stops and things like that, you know, smelling fresh as a daisy, you know, like, like, like you may be trying to get to meet some folks.
1: <clears throat> no, well, okay. So typically every in this new job that I've got pretty much every single person I deal with is, is a guy. So it's, it's really not a, a big deal, but I've been, I've been rolling through a truck stop and, and a girl like looked the other way. like, wow, you smell good. <laughs> um, I, I, I've, I've met up some friends, some girlfriends, um, you know, they're just friends. But I, I gave one a hug. I remember this years ago and you don't think it because it's just who I am. It's what I do every single day. I just couple squirts and I'm, and I'm good. And, uh, I, I go up and I, um, she had re- recently had lost her husband and I came and gave her, a hug and you know just kind of consoling her a little bit and she's like oh my god you always smell
2: good so it's like you don't even think about it
1: but other people notice so it's just it's just who I am people know Panther always smells good.
2: See you know what that's a, it's better than be associated with bad smells yeah, or I'm exactly <laughs> I'm exactly. So Trust me, as a jazz musician, I know I, 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 I'm, I'm well aware with both the good and the bad smells and, uh, and and also maybe floral smells, jazz cigarette smells, things like that. Those those are some of the colognes that I feel like sometimes I'm covered with at these gigs, uh, which is which is all right. Um, let me see here. I uh, we have so much going on right now. We were actually expecting to see our good friend Phil here on the podcast, but this morning he's leaving us at the altar panther leaving 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 this uh, or this this trio of us at the altar. However, we have to congratulate both him and Kyle on their newly announced out of bounds podcast. Now, let's be real. D-Gen listeners, you guys are gonna be effing drenched in D-Gen content. now, uh, the folks, from the Out of Bounds podcast, asked for everyone, hit him up on Speedway Steve2 on Twitter with any question to get to know these guys better. So I would like to kick it off by asking them some questions on air here. I think Panther, you may have something as well, and we can get them going with some stuff real quick right out the gate. So my question uh, for Phil and Kyle is, what is the most degenerate bet y'all have ever placed so this is from a nathan's hot dog eating contest parlay to some super tennis favorite at minus 1600 or maybe uh throwing some good money after bad late on a saturday night when you just want to do a little bit better than breaking even but you end up having to eat a lot of chalk on a super juice ufc favorite can you think of any you know uh i have obviously thousands of instances in my mind when i have done this but i'm asking uh phil and kyle what are some of your instances that you have you know, really gone off the deep end, if you will. And, uh, it, uh you know, uh, maybe it was COVID betting ping pong. Tell me Russian ass slapping, bring it on. I want to know.
1: Well, if they know about the Russian ass slapping, they need to let us know where we at least watch that. Okay. We brought, we brought that Max brought that to the stage. So, um, yeah, we're, we're looking at, I, I can almost hazard a guess of what to expect from these guys. Phil, <laughs> Phil's probably got some, you know, sprint car race from Eldora speedway in the backwoods of Ohio <laughs> that he's on and, and uh what the hell just happened here?
2: Is he bet on Appalachian Mountain or uh, monster trucks, something, like oh, something
1: like that? Oh something my, like that. and my screen blacked out on me, threw me for a loop. Oh, um goodness. and then uh and then Kyle, man, he's he's probably got like you know, Mount Union Division three football or something. <laughs> I I can just I can just see the things these guys bet on. They are true degenerates. So I've got a question for him, Saxy. Like we're gonna throw these questions right. out. They, they gotta address these questions now. These are two loyal Notre Dame Golden Dome guys that have come to our show. Where they're they're helping us expand the brand. So I gotta ask them from the main show, from the from the quote unquote big three. Who's your favorite degenerate guys? Who's your favorite oh, out man. of Arch, Max, and Panther? I can't wait to hear this response.
2: <laughs> that is spicy, Panther. That is that is very spicy. I'm, I'm excited to hear uh, how they paint themselves out of that corner with that one. And, you know, let's be real. He, he, you do share the golden domage. so you may, uh, you may have the inside track here, but I, no one wants to step on uh, Arch's toes. And you know what happens if you piss off Mad Max. We, we know what happens. In fact, <laughs> I, you, don't, you don't hear the end of it. So let's see how they tiptoe around this situation
1: it'll be fun it'll
2: be fun i love it i love it well panther i've been chatting with y'all uh on and off this week i just got back from vacation but while i was out betting um y'all and probably sinking arches picks every day uh we've talked about this before how sometimes it's good to take a break for a couple of days uh you know to break a cold streak that kind of a thing which i did not do i just continued betting the entire time i thought that was probably a good strategy for me panther do, you are you are a fan of taking the break. You know, I know some Sundays if 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 you're not having uh, not on the hottest of streaks or not having the hottest week, you'll sit out for a Sunday, yeah?
1: Oh, I absolutely will. And and sometimes it's intentional. I've I've had a bad week and we're just going to punt, regroup, start over on Monday. And other times it's not intentional. I'll get up in the morning, I'll look at a few games, I have every intention of making a post in the book club for the d gens and I just get so busy. Um, with my daughter being around, or we're, we're running around doing things. It's summer that I just forget to make any bets. I, hell, I've been into the casinos, I have every intention of betting a seven or eight o'clock game, get, you know, busy with my craps table or some baccarat, and I forget to make the bet. So yeah, it, it definitely happens. You take a break, but I'm telling you, after taking that break, you don't feel any worse for the wear, unless... You know, there was a game you were going to bet and you would have won. But for for the most part, taking a break is a a good thing. Get get that little pause. Get a reset going.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's clean. Clean the whiteboard. Let's 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 uh, let's look at these games with fresh eyes a little bit. Right. Exactly. That's that's, you know, I could have used that. I could have used that. However, being out of town. I mean, while I was out of town, I think I net down like six units, seven units while out of town, basically. Uh, So I did not do very well. Day I got back yesterday, though, I did all right. Actually, I we made money yesterday. So let's get into making some money, Panther, because you and I are recording right here uh, early on a Sunday morning. So you all know we got all kinds of great lines to look at. Every Sunday, we check in with the DGens about how their week's been going, what they're seeing, what they're looking to do in the next week, and what they like today. So, Panther, we're about halfway through the MLB season, and I love how you always got your ear on the ground. You got the pulse of the league. So I want to hear from you from the horse's mouth. We're halfway through the season. Just about there are going to be teams that are going to be moving up. Teams are going to be moving down past, uh, come uh, after the all-star break here. What are some teams that you would buy stock in right now, or that you would sell stock in right now before the all-star break?
1: Um, I would buy Toronto, Toronto. Is, Toronto is way better than they're playing right now. Way better than they're playing. Um, This is a team that I think will address their pitching situation. Two of the guys, Berrios and Kikuchi, uh, have been way below par, not what they expected when they they brought those guys in. Um, Kevin Biggio has been hitting way below what they expected him to do. Um, And uh, you know what? I think what's making it hard is I don't think anybody expected Boston to be as good as they are. Baltimore. The freaking Orioles are banging Mm. on the door of 500. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, this is a team two months ago we had there down there with Pittsburgh and Washington and Oakland and Kansas City. They're not that team. This is a young team, an up-and-coming team. Um, I'd buy stock in Baltimore, but not necessarily for this season. I don't believe Baltimore is a playoff team this year. Um, The Marlins, this is a team that just kind of can't get out of their own way. They're they're um, the, the, the team's got it right. They 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 can hit. They've got some power. Um, they've got the probably one of the best pitching staffs depth in their minor league system. I mean they're built for the long haul, but they just can't seem to score enough runs to to get those wins. But I think the future is really bright for the Marlins, um, a team that there's a couple teams, maybe in the West, you know, we we talk about San Diego and San Francisco all the time, but I think they are who they are and they can only get worse. I don't know what these two teams can do to get better. Now Padres will get Fernando Tatis back at some point relatively soon, shortly after the all-star break, but San Francisco, I don't know what they can do. Even if they wanted to go out and get some pieces, I don't know who they're going to trade to go get those pieces. So I think they kind of are who we see that they are. And uh, I'd probably sell on San Francisco and San Diego. Uh, those are probably the teams that, that uh, stand out the most to me.
2: Got it. So you think the Dodgers are just going to full on run away at this division?
1: Um, I think the Dodgers really yeah. can only get better, believe it or not. They're, they're dealing with some injuries. They're dealing with some underperforming players who are below their career averages. Cody Bellinger's one that really stands out. Chris Taylor's not having a great year, um, but you look at what they've done with guys like Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin. If those your fourth and fifth pitchers are now your first and second pitchers, you're doing a lot of something right.
2: Yeah, for real. For real. There's I, and, and that's and that's one thing that I it, yeah. is the one hard part for me about the baseball season, keeping up with all of these uh, the pitching staff moves, things like that, and how that truly really affects the, uh, the nature, the, the flow of a team and how uh, it, that really can make them project so much better, you know, finding value in those pitchers uh, really uh, feels like, you know, uh, uh, the way that these teams super imp- uh, improve super quickly, or, uh, you know, they, a, a guy like Barrio sinks a team like uh, uh, Toronto. So, you know, you're saying for the rest of the season though, you like Toronto, going forward uh you know in their division they're probably going to ha- be knocking the door of a wild card is that is that what you believe they're going to be at because i mean those Yankees. The divisions
1: over yeah <laughs> the divisions absolutely over. right it was probably over a month ago boston went something like 24 and 6 in june and they lost ground and now they're they're in the midst of getting uh what three one but they did squeak one out with a walk off last night but uh yeah, they're they're getting kind of whacked by the the Yankees falling further behind. So um, yeah, th- that division is over. I don't even I think the Yankees actually are in a position to where they could even absorb a few injuries or a few hiccups and still are are good to get to the playoffs.
2: I hear that. I hear that. And you know, that seems like one of the things that has truly been working on this podcast. And you guys were talking about it before, just betting the Yankees. They're just they're a team that wins you can bet them find value on them go take them run line they win like 75 percent of their games it's ridiculous it's, it's insane. An
1: insane amount they're they're on they're chasing um probably some some record books here so what what did seattle win that one year was it like 120 116
2: something it was like 116, that 116 one i believe i thought it was 116 uh yeah. let me let me let me see if i can fast math uh or look it up here uh Let's see here. But uh, okay, well, damn it! I think it was one sixteen. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I it, it pulled up the uh, Cincinnati Red Stockings, who had a sixty-seven and O record back in the National Association of Bases Balls Players in eighteen sixty-nine. <laughs> so. That was uh that was that was a different time, I guess. So I guess I guess we can't really uh, go with that one. Let's just say it was 116 and move on from there because we got to talk about the book club, Panther. Goodness knows we get to have all the fun in the world in that book club. It's only 25 bucks a month. If you go into the description of this podcast or go to the dgens.net, you'll be able to find a link to our book club. It is a private Discord server where All of us homies hang out. We send spicy memes, obviously, things we can't talk about on air. Uh, uh, There's plenty of things that we can talk about on air that are in there. In fact, there are some secret things that are happening. For the next listener who joins the uh, Absolute Degeneracy Book Club, there may be a special gift involved with that. So just throwing that out there. Regardless, y'all got to check out this book club and what we got going on all the time in there. It's a 24-7 party. Everyone book it over to the book club. And to those book club listeners, now that I got a chance to say this, we got the uh, Summer of Degeneracy playlist going on in there. And Panther, you popped in Sword and Stone, which I think we had talked about before, was a face melting. I, if we had Phil on here, I was going to give him a hard time for not putting in any Anne Berlin or uh, whatever uh, a different group is being more or less tortured by that uh, th- that vocalist, <laughs> Wh- whomever that guy was, who just finds a way to screw up every band he's in. Uh, I, I want to hear more of the Dgens music. I've I've uploaded like eighty percent of the stuff into this podcast. We need more of your things. If you already uploaded something, upload more. Set, put more yeah, stuff. I got to get some generous- more in. You know, I'm
1: a big '80s guy, big my, oh, my yeah. hair nation bands type stuff. But I've got some. Not so popular ones that maybe people haven't heard of. So that was one of the ones I put in there. The band was Bonfire. Um, check them out, if you guys want it. But get in, get in the book club and check out what we got. We got our own little DJ playlist. Man, mow the lawn or go for a jog, and uh, we'll we'll keep you keep those feet moving.
2: Heck yeah! Well, and actually, Panther, the the song that you picked, Bonfire or uh, uh, Sword and Stone, I love that that you had picked a live concert, which we had talked about how we love live concerts on this show. Obviously, like it doesn't necessarily always translate, but a really good live show translates well. That was a live show, and at the end of it, uh, the the group is speaking German to their audience. They're 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 just like uh, they're playing a show in Germany. It's amazing because they're because they're German, right? Well, yes, of course. <laughs> I, that makes <laughs> a German yes. man. Yes, yes, but you know when the when all of the lyrics are in English and the song is called "Sword and Stone," you know Dude, it, all of their music is English.
1: They I even know. do a song called "American Nights." The, 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 the... <laughs> American? Wait, is it with a K? Like
2: "American Nights"? Like no, or, no like uh...
1: "American" like "Party Nights"? Like evening? Okay, got yeah, it. I don't know. This band, I mean, it's they don't come to America very often. But I'll tell you uh, real quick before we get to our picks, real quick mm-hmm. how I found them. So we're going way back into the '80s. I'm in high school, and we're kind of into the horror films a little bit there was this movie called shocker uh i don't know if you're familiar with it, Saxie, but uh the, the shocker back in the day when uh when movies had their own albums right they had they had tracks for these movies you know top gun had it mm-hmm. footloose had it, like all these movies well shocker had its own and bonfire sword in the stone was on that movie and that's what introduced me to Bonfire? I was like, man, I really like this song. I'll see if I can find some more stuff. So I picked up a more cassette tapes uh, of Bonfire. I was like, my god, this was one of my top five all time favorite bands.
2: Hell yeah. Well, it is it is face melting and we love these deep cuts, Panther. So keep bringing on some of that stuff. You know, you, you don't just have to do that. Though you can you can play the stuff that you listen to that, you know, gets you going all the time. That's that's the fun of this. And so all you DGens, I will be posting this in the book club for all of you book club listeners. Hop on in there. Check out the playlist of degeneracy and add some of your goods music to it. It's it's on Spotify. It's easy. You just like you know, you just click a button and you're a collaborator. You're automatically in, and and look at you, you're like a fucking DJ. It's it's that easy. <laughs> All righty, Panther. Let's get to our picks. What do you got for me today? Are you are you on Wimbledon? Do you have any uh, F1 going on? What's up?
1: No, just- <laughs> I don't. I, I, I- I leave that for Phil and Kyle and Arch, yeah. and I, I stick pretty much primarily with the with the big sports. Um, if I ever pay attention, I might jump into some UFC once in a while. But today it's all baseball for me. We're gonna start with Max's Mets. They're at mm-hmm. home taking on the Fish. Uh, Fish are one of those teams that we like like say they can't get out of their own way. They they got smoked ten to nothing in the first game. They won five to two. They lost in extra innings last night to these same Mets, so they're right there. They're they're knocking on the door, and today they're going to knock on the door with their ace, Sandy Alcantara, having an absolute stellar Cy Young-type season. But he's going to go against Tawan Walker, who's having a spectacular season in his own right. Uh, I'll give the slightest of pitching edges to, to the fish here with Alcantara, but when it comes to offense, when it comes to hits, believe it or not, the Marlins have hit five home runs more than the Mets. I, I, when I looked at these stats, like, are you kidding me? What? I know. Right. right. That can't be right. That can't be right. But the problem is they don't do a lot of other things better. Right. The, The Mets have 60 more hits. They have about 50 more runs scored. Uh, about 13 points better on the batting average. The Marlins get some power. Like I said before, it's just kind of making that base contact get station to station kind of thing. And I think that's probably what's going to hurt them today. The Mets are just better at that guys like Jeff McNeil know how to get on base. And Pete Alonzo knows how to uh, get him around to score. So I like the Mets here at minus 120 for
2: $10. Yeah, I am uh, full agreement Panther. You are stealing my notes because I am betting the Mets today as well. I, agree. Looking at the pitching matchup, I didn't think that Tawan Walker was such a slouch in comparison to Sandy Alcantara. And that was a surprise to me. That was the real surprise to me. Uh, But at the end of the day, I mean, I I think that the Mets are the team that is the better team that is going to win. When you say, you know, you have a close pitching matchup, you got to look at the offense and you do have to think that the Mets offense just finds a way to score somehow mildly better than the Marlins do. So I'm off the fish. I am on the Mets with you. Let's hold hands together on this one, Panther. We're going in.
1: We're jumping off the cliff. All right. Yeah. Next game up. I took I took a little flack yesterday for this pick, but uh, mm. it was it was a no doubter. Cleveland is in Kansas City taking on Archer's Royals. The Guardians were in the midst of a horrible horrible losing streak, but they got right yesterday to the tune of thirteen to one against the Royals. Now they'll go against Zach Greinke who had been pitching better as of late. His last outing, not so much. Uh, Granke, I'm not sure if they're trying to move him, if they'd like him to get a few decent games under his belt so they can maybe try and trade him for some minor leaguers. The Royals are going absolutely nowhere. One of the worst teams in the league. The Guardians have a chance. I mean, they're right there at 500. They have a chance to make some noise in the wild card, and these are the kind of games that they've got to win. So I'll bank on Zach Klesak to uh, get it right today. Kind of a tough luck pitcher, 3.8 ERA, and he's only got a two and six record. So I think we can get that to three wins today. Give me the gardenians for 10 to I, I,
2: I dig that pick and I've been, man, the guardians are a team that I feel like should be doing better than they are. I feel like they should be pre- performing much better than they are. And obviously yesterday they did perform good and win the game, which is important, but I, uh, I, I couldn't get to it on this one. I think they're obviously the better team. I'm looking at the line here in this, the battle of Zacks, uh, and it's very close. You know, I, is it is it just about uh, minus one ten both sides? Is that what you're getting, or are you getting? uh minus on
1: one twenty. So if it's getting okay. better, that scares me. But
2: <laughs> yeah. well, I, I I mean, you are on the right side, and I here's the thing. I just saw that the line was where it, it was in that 120-110 zone, and that just made me feel like, huh, I I feel like the Guardians should be favored by a lot more. So for that reason alone, I stayed away from this game, but I think you're on the right side, Panther. I give you all the support in the world.
1: I appreciate that support. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about these teams that we like and teams that we'd fade, and two of those teams that are kind of fading are playing each other, the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. You know, if you were in the book club, you would have saw me make a a total pick last night. I liked this game for under – the six point five last night. It came in at four, so hit another one of those plays. Ooh. But today, how how fitting is this, Saxy? We get to talk right here on the Sunday morning show, and oh. Alex Wood
2: is pitching. I knew it. I I, I had this game circled too, Panther. I you you and I we're sharing notes this morning, and we both got Wood on the mound.
1: How can we how can we miss an opportunity to talk about Wood on the mound going against <laughs> one of the young guns, up and coming young guns, Mackenzie Gore fantastic young pitcher um he's kind of having a little bit trouble with his walks he's got 32 walks in 65 innings pitch but otherwise pitching very well 68 k's and 65 innings he's only give up four home runs this season now this is a guy that keeps the ball in the park san francisco is not exactly a team that um crushes the ball surprisingly they do have 96 home runs i just don't know where they all come from if you think about the san francisco you don't think about home runs, but Jock Peterson has 17 of them. So I'm just color me a little surprised that they have that many home runs, but at home with McKenzie Gore on the mound at minus minus one twenty, I think all the value is on the fathers here. So I I like the Padres here for $10. Oh
2: man, Panther. I hate to say I am on the opposite side. Well, actually, this is probably good news for you. I'm on the opposite side. I am on the San Francisco Giants today. I, uh, just looking at the matchup, I honestly, so uh, when I was on vacation, there were actually some Padre fans who I got to talk to uh, who, were, who uh, are season ticket holders, in fact, uh, who you know were in the same pool vicinity. And we definitely talked a lot of sports. We chatted a lot of sports. They said that this is the time that San Diego is about to let it go. They're about to send it. And now San Francisco, they not – maybe not necessarily – are the team that is going to be crushing – san diego but i think that it's a lot closer i thought there was value on the side of san francisco today so i am on the giants today
1: oh you disappoint me
2: sometimes sexy you know this is this is what happens panther i can't you can't win them all right
1: (laughs) one last game speaking of not winning them all nice little segue one last game for me we're going prime time under the lights greatest rivalry in major league baseball the bombers are still in beantown taking on the red sox Red Sox broke that losing streak, finally got one in extra innings last night. But listen, listen to these stats, Saxy. The Yankees have hit 144 home runs this year. <laughs> that is 62 more than Boston. 62. Oh my god. That's like oh that's like the entire Detroit Tigers lineup more than Boston. <laughs> like in you look, here's the thing. You look at what Boston's doing, or, or excuse me, look at the pitchers here: Italian three point six three ERA, Pavetta three point six eight. Italian one point one five WHIP, Pavetta one point one six WHIP. You would think this is an even pitching matchup, and then you look mm-hmm. at the wins and losses. Italian is nine and two, Pavetta is eight and six. That is the difference in getting that run support. You get, you get those extra runs, your offense backs you up a little, and you, you get more wins and less losses. That's where I'm at here. The Yankees' power just cannot be ignored. Judge is healthy. Stanton is healthy. Uh, this team is pretty healthy. I can't think of any injuries, particularly in the offensive lineup. So minus 135, tons of value. Give me the Bombers for
2: $10. Man, see, and that is that is the value. The The Bronx Bombers – Yankees, unbelievable this year, winning like crazy. This number of 130, I just, I mean, I, yes, I know, I know that this is a close pitching matchup. There's a lot of other uh, things that would keep this close, but I just, I was scared away by the number thing. It wasn't, you know, like a 150, you know, even Yankees on the road. I, they just crush it. And I, I don't know. I stayed away from this one for that reason. But goodness, Panther, you're betting on the better team. And the better team normally wins out. And the Yankees win like seventy five percent of their games, so I mean, I I like I like your I like your chances here. <laughs> I like your chances here. All right, that those are my four plays. What do you got? All righty, I got one other game. Now you were talking about you know uh, big important matchups matchups that are of uh, super high power. Here is the highest powered highest octane matchup of the day of the MLB. We got the Los Angeles Angels at the Baltimore Orioles. this now this should be a surprise uh this should be a surprise to me but uh, Baltimore has a better record than the Angels and uh I mean they've won their last three games here and are going to try and complete the sweep today which I don't hate uh but what because what person in their right mind would put anything of value on the Angels right now however I'm actually looking at the under eight and a half runs for even money uh that number is down today from nine which you may still be able to get at some books but I think I'm on the right side with that line movement and I like the under today. I, these, these two teams have had some issues here putting up some runs here and there and I like it to go under. So give me the under eight and a half angels and Orioles.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I think where you're getting that is the angels. I mean, it's, it's Otani and it's Trout, and they're not getting any help from anybody else. So if you can, at this point, honestly, if I was a manager, i just walk Otani, walk Trout, and pitch to everybody else. <laughs> Maybe they score two runs, but you look what the Angels have done. Zero, four, one, five, got them a win, one. Like, this is a team that's really, really struggling, and I don't know why because the team's not that bad. I-, I can't imagine losing Anthony Rendon was enough to just drive them into this abyss, this hole that they're in, but th- they're out. I mean, this team at 10 games under 500 is out of the playoff race. It's done. It's over. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if they just blow this ship up and trade Trout, trade Otani, dump all that salary. I mean, shit, I think they're still paying on Pujols and Josh Hamilton. This team has tried. You cannot fault management for not trying. They have paid the money. They brought in the stars. They just can't get it right. I like Baltimore here at home. I think they probably do complete the sweep and i love your underplay tons of moral support on the under uh,
2: i love getting the panther support on those numbers that's that that is that is a good feeling for my morning normally i feel uh, that, like i said I, you have your hot streaks you have your cold streaks itunes comments will let you know that uh, my cold streak is unimaginably bad right now and something that you guys can make money on but i think that i'm getting i think i'm getting my mojo moving in the right direction especially after yesterday so maybe don't fade me this morning folks Anywho, that's all that I've got for y'all. Uh, come on out to com, so you can buy a shirt. You can follow us on the podcast on Twitter, at BettingAbsolute. Join the Patreon. Chat directly with the book club, uh, with the crew in the book club. Panther, take us on home today.
1: I'll take us home. We're going to put together a sexy Panther parlay. Now, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. We agreed on the Mets, so the mm-hmm. Mets are in the parlay. Yep. I need another game from you.
2: Oh, we got the under eight and a half.
1: Uh, the Baltimore under eight
2: and a half. Yep. Angels, but Baltimore under eight and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, listen, I, I'm, I'm believing Mackenzie Gore today. I'm going to take the Padres. Uh, so put them, the, the under the angels and the Orioles, the Padres and the Mets. We agreed. That's a, that's like a stone cold lock right there. Uh, that will be the sexy Panther parlay. Now we talk about Facebook. We talk about Twitter. We talk about the book club and Maxie mentioned it in his little mid read. I will come right out and tell you what's going on here. This isn't there is a gift on the line, and it's not from us, it's not from the DGens. It is from one of the book club members who believes in the book club so much that he said, I'm going to buy a shirt or a hat or something, a gift from, from the DGEN shop for the next member that joins the book club. So there it is, guys. Next person that joins a book club you're gonna get a gift from one of our beloved degenerates so get in there shoot the shit with us call us out by name we will holler right back but most importantly let us know what you did yesterday what you're doing today and when it's all said and done kid, it's all make some money fools
3: it
4: was getting awesome i love that shit i absolutely do love rosie robot we're doing it again fuck okay, it we're doing absolute fucking uh, uh, bend over. They, they mess with my boot camp, man. I, you come up with a fucking female with snakes coming out of it. It wasn't anything that was uh, the too tempting out there. Future World Series champion Orioles. I've never felt more backstabbed in my life. There's a lot of different areas we can go into. I mean, what kind of sick world do we live in? The White Castle and Hardee's just keep losing to Burger King and McDonald's. That's just the wrong path we took as humanity. This is the death rattle. How big was it? Nine inches. S- super small. Did not
3: talk nearly enough about me, though.